Welcome everyone to the Bolt from the Blue podcast. My goodness, it was a goal fest against Luton. Just the eight goals, and uh, we'll talk about that that first, and then we'll uh, we'll we'll move on and talk a little bit about the game against Bournemouth. But joining uh, me here to discuss all these things is Bernard Denning. How are you doing, Bernard? All right, mate. Yeah, we'll start with the Mad Hatters and we'll move on to the cherry picking, won't we? Uh, in, <laughs> in in that order. Yes, I believe. Well, if you think back, it was of course the very famous result back in the sixties uh, was six two. So is it uh, this time? It wasn't called off, mate, was it? We uh, we got to keep the. Uh, the reward through to the next round, which we didn't get last time out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, surprisingly strong lineup, Bernard. Uh, let's let's go through them. And uh, how did you get on? Oh well, because it's strong, mate. What do you think? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel. I mean, I was happy. I was happy. I only got six. I mean, some people on social media got four or five right, so I thought I was quite good with six. But uh, I was happy because it meant Pep, as you said, had gone strong. And I didn't expect that for one minute. I thought he was gonna you know, really go a bit weaker on this one. Although it's hard to get weak. We've got, we haven't got many kids. We're not Liverpool, are we? We haven't got this uh, loads of kids lined up. So it was difficult for us not to play at least uh, internationals, etc. But no, he, apart perhaps from what? Well, I'll run through the team. Ortega, which obviously is, that's probably the, the big weakness if you look uh, for Edison fans. But if you're not an Edison fan, it isn't. Walker, Stones, Akanji. Aki, Kovacic, Nunes, De Bruyne, Bernardo, Grealish and Haaland. The bench was interesting, wasn't it? Of course, I think the bench was trying to tell us who he was starting, who was he going to start against United, wasn't it? Because obviously Edison was going to start. Diaz was going to start. Doku was an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been chatting about him for this United game and I, I think he might just play to give us... To, but some people are saying Bob, some people are saying Nunes. So we'll probably chat about that before we go. Uh, Rodri was on the bench, of course. Um, Alvarez, uh, who obviously has almost played every single Premier League game apart from one, apart from the last one. And then Gomez, of course, uh, I thought he might have started this one. Foden, he's got to start against United, obviously. Uh, Bob and Lewis, who who can't buy a game at the moment, can they? Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, they had... um, uh a decent player that uh, scored a couple of goals for them. Um, was told to keep my eye out for him. He, he didn't disappoint. Um, what was your overall impression then of um, of this first half? Let's take a look at it. I mean, we weren't waiting long, Bird. I mean, we would um, we'd be hard pushed to discuss too much more than the goals because there were eight of them, and the first one came after three minutes. Yeah, I mean, just just mention Lou before we go on. I mean, I think they made two changes, so. They went strong. They didn't. They didn't play any of their kids. Uh, only two changes to the last time they got. I think they got stuck by Liverpool, didn't they? But uh, there's only two changes to the team. And I, I, I don't know about you, mate, but I was I was quite impressed with Barkley in the league game. And he's he sort of got a chance of getting back at international level, hasn't he, Barkley? I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he was he was impressive, and uh, Jordan Clark as well. You know, we'll talk about that a little bit later on. But yeah. um, right, what about? Well, I won't name the Luton team, but I mean, obviously, I don't know how old he is, cruel or cruel, or I call him cruel because that's it's cruel on him now to play him. He's he's one of those keepers now that is a, is an okay number two for a say a lower Premier League team. But you can just just see he's past it, can't you, mate? Do you agree? Do you think he's, he's, he's just a little bit past it now? I think he is, especially for uh, one of the goals that went straight through. We didn't have long to wait. Uh, four minutes, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have said 
um, he sort of stumbled it in. He didn't put it in very well, but I thought he, he did it just about right because I think I think Nunes cut inside. Of course, we're going to talk about four De Bruyne assists out. We'll probably talk about the fact that Pep wanted him to stay on all night and he was knackered, the poor, poor lad, by the end of the game. But, I mean, of course, De Bruyne... Uh, fed Hal, but it was slightly behind him, wasn't it? It was so Haaland had to sort of do a little bit of um pull back, you know, from from behind. I think one of the descriptions I heard was that he he screwed it in. I think that's a good uh, screwed a shot into the ground. I think that's a good way of putting it. I don't think he was lucky. I just thought that was the best he could probably do with the ball in that situation, uh, and I thought he took it very very well. Yeah, nice and simple goal uh, cut back. And um, it was quite funny because I was um, following um, the minute by minute on the Guardian, and uh, straight after that goal, they just said, "Okay, so it's good night then from Luton." <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of felt like that. It kind of felt like that. Have you ever been to Kenilworth Road? No, mate. No. As I say, when I did have options in the eighties, but I never got, I never really got far south because it's very expensive to go down to London. So. The only places when I was a kid I used to visit, when I would say a kid, you know, when I was a teenager, uh, early 20s, was um, I sort of got as far as Birmingham, but it was always a little bit more expensive down to the London area, so I never quite got there. Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, that partnership was to um, to yield a lot of fruit in this game, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Lewis had a couple of good chances, and of course, it was only four minutes in. They're not, they're not going to sort of, you know, de- despite the Guardian guy saying it's over, they're Luton aren't going to pack it in just after four minutes, are they? And of course, they had a couple of great chances, didn't they? Uh, was it Carlton Morris? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think he fresh aired the first one from a, an Alfie Doughty uh, cross. And the second one, Aki sort of got back, got a little bit lucky. He sort of went to ground and he managed to sort of uh, block the shot. And, you know, so so they, they certainly hadn't give up. But, of course, after after four, that was seven minutes. So I'd hope, I'd hope they hadn't given up because, of course, the fans were still OK. I thought the City fans were tremendous, Mike. I'll get that in now before we, before we forget. I, I mean... Uh, Obviously, when you watch on the telly and you and you hear it, but I thought I thought the city fans. I mean, I, I do laugh because sometimes I, I spoke to a United fan a few weeks back. He said, "You've only got one song, you lot." And I thought, "What are you on about?" I said, "You know, when you look at like that game against Luton, it was it ninety-five minutes, and I, I don't think I heard a song repeated." And he was singing all the way through it. So, you know, uh, we do have quite a... All right, we have to bring out the Balotelli ones and all that sort of thing. But <laughs> I think we've got plenty of songs. Anyway, I digress. I just wanted to get a, uh, congratulations into the fans. I thought it was tremendous. Sometimes these guys who've got all these points that goes to these games, sometimes I, I, I think they don't get behind the team perhaps as much as us guys who don't get to these away games as often. So... All credit to him. Yeah, 17 minutes, it was uh, 2-0. It was quite simple, wasn't it? Ortega, a big, long punt. Uh, mm-hmm. Haaland, who had that guy on his back, I can't remember his name. You'll probably remind me that the guy who was man-marking him all, all, all match. Um, he just touched it off to De Bruyne and just swivelled. And, of course, he was it was free, wasn't he? And a beautiful, as you'd expect from KDB. But uh, cruel, uh, just went through his legs, mate, didn't it? Uh, could he have done a bit better with that one? I think it, it reminds me of those kind of like um, uh, those jokes we made about um, uh, the hologram. Um, our previous keeper <laughs> just went, it went straight through him. I think he could have done a lot better there. But then again, the power and the pace of Holland, he he was a handful for their defence. I think he loved it. Actually, I think he loved that that guy who man marked him. Can you remind me of his name? I've, I've got his name here somewhere. Let me see. 
Mengi. Was it Mengi? Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah the big, the, the uh, black lad, wasn't he? Big black lad at the back. And he made, I thought he made it easy for Haaland. I mean, what you've got to do when you're marking Haaland, you've got to give him a yard or two because if Haaland has a little bit of a yard to sort of touch a ball into it, he might miscontrol it because he's not the great. He's not the greatest at controlling it, either facing it with his back to you or whatever. So you've got to give him a little yard or so. And obviously you've got to give him a yard or no to give, give yourself a chance to actually catch him if he tries to run past you. And the other thing Luton, and the other thing Luton failed to do, of course, was... It uh, just man marks. So I mean, if he's only got one man on him, he's got a chance. If, if Luton had put a couple of guys, you know, one just sitting off him as well, uh, they've got more chance. So I think it played totally into Harland's hands, and he he took uh, full advantage of it, didn't he? He did indeed. Um, I think you're right about that. One thing he does very very well is he's got great body strength and great athleticism. Uh, he, he kind of felt sorry for 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 Mengi actually. I think he did his best, but it was just um, it was it wasn't his night. And no, um, he, did, he did what his manager asked him to do, and unfortunately, it just wasn't good enough. Exactly, exactly. And um, they they hung in there very uh, well. Lutner kind of um, did the best that they could do, as you were saying. It was a a tough night for them. They they impressed me. What about yeah, you? I mean, I mean Krull made up for it, I think, later on. He made a good save from Ireland when I thought Ireland was going to score a hat-trick. He made a good save, and then I think he made a save from De Bruyne, didn't he? He saved De Bruyne's shot, and then he got back up in Haaland rather than placing it either side of him, hit it straight at him. So, obviously, that was a, that was a bit disappointing. But, of course, we had the, the incident that... I, I'm, I'm being a bit unfair to us. It's his medical staff here. I, I, keep, I keep picking on him and saying... Why the hell was Jack Grealish on the pitch if he was going to break down after 39 minutes? But I mean, it's all right in hindsight, isn't it? Saying that, but we had the we had the horror of poor Jack in tears, didn't we? I think he was literally crying, wasn't he, when he came off? What is and going on with him? Is, the thing is, uh, Mike, it started well again, hadn't he? It sort of done what Pep wanted him to do. He kept up, you know. He, I think he played him because he wanted to make sure he was okay for the United game, and obviously it backfired. He wasn't. He wasn't ready, was he? So uh, very unfortunate because I, I thought he looked okay. again. He was doing what he was told. He was trying to keep the ball, um, moving it on. He had a bit of a feeble shot, but that's probably not what Pep wants him to do anyway. So uh, a bit disappointing for Jack. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's uh, twice now um, when he's come off. Um before the, the halftime whistle and he, he he looked seriously depressed last time and the same this time um i don't know because he hasn't been playing that much um can't quite put my finger on what exactly is going on with him no i mean this is this is some this was he didn't have a drawing problem before was it it was something else wasn't it uh, last yeah. time so it is something new but obviously they showed it back on replay didn't he and i thought he, he tried to do a little flick inside and it obviously just tweaked his groin which uh can as we as us men know mate can be a little bit painful can't, can't it but uh, anyway uh doku came on did his did his scolded cat running running around bit um i didn't know quite where he was playing he seemed to be all over the pitch uh but we didn't have long to wait for the hat trick did we because uh, on 41 minutes Again, Kevin, a great through ball. Plenty of, plenty of space again for Ireland. I have no idea where the, his marker was on that one. And that was a, cr a cracker. He took that really well, didn't he? I think there was a hint. It was on VAR. It took about five minutes to decide it was onside. I don't, I don't, 
I never saw any lines what I was watching. So, uh, but uh, a lovely little dink from Ireland and uh, the hat trick. And you think three nil going at our side, three nil up. We can make some early changes uh, for the second half, but it wasn't to be that easy, was it? I'm I'm happy to see these dinks. There was one from um, Bernardo Silva uh, a game or two ago, and now Haaland is Haaland the same. A very very simple. A goal in some ways, a lovely through ball, and yeah, he just timed his run perfectly. Um, he, he timed it so perfectly that I don't know. Did, did, did was your first reaction that it was probably going to be called offside? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think there was a little stat, wasn't there, on social media about how many offsides players have been uh, caught out this season? I think Nunez is the highest, isn't he, with twenty odd or something, and uh, Harlan's only had one, so. Don't forget, Harlan does tell us that he never gets caught offside, but he does, but obviously not very often. But uh, I must admit, um, to the naked eye, when he, when he's that clear of his of his marker, you think he's got to have been offside. But of course, uh, he just perfectly turned at the right time, and KDB played the ball at the right time. You know that, that old psychic connection. Uh, not about Mike and Bernie. You've got uh, Kevin and Erling, <laughs> haven't you? It's uh, it's it's the partnership. It's the psychic connection. Yeah, they played it to Luton. Um, they they weren't were not going to play their way through us. I I I feel anyway. I mean, they did uh, better in those sort of efforts later on. But my goodness, what a cracker! And any one of our team would be be happy with this is Jordan Clark, and he just sort of like moved it past Bernardo and thumped it, and bang. In it goes. Yeah, you, you can't do anything, mate. Can you? you? Can't you? Can't you? Can't say it was a defensive error. You can't say the. I mean, even even me and my prime, I wouldn't have got anywhere near that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I would have moved less than Ortega moves. I think I don't think he moved an inch, did he? <laughs> Ortega for that one. No, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you cope. We're coasting. And all of a sudden, three, one, all right, we're, we're not going to start panicking. But you think, hey, you know, that'll lift them for the second half. It'll lift the fans for the second half. Uh, so from being comfortable, it's, it's uh, going into the second half. You're thinking uh, next goal is very, very big, isn't it, in these sort of situations? Absolutely. So three, one at halftime, hat-trick for Holland. Um, I think he scored eight hat-tricks in total for Man City since he joined. And off we go then with the second half. And uh, it's your man again. 3-2. <laughs> and uh, and again, a, a lovely strike. This guy is making a name for himself, isn't he? Yeah, nice little ball through from Barkley. was a nice little dink from Barkley through to him. Uh, we did, I would say this was a defensive error. I think... Um, well, Teague got sold a, sold a little short and he, his pass out was poor. But I think Kovacic had a couple of bites of it. I think he had two goals to try and do get it clear, but he just failed. You know, obviously, uh, the new Rodri, Kovacic, he, he just failed to clear it. And obviously, it ended up going and ended up with Barkley, who, of course, put it through to uh, uh, to Clark, who smacked it, just smacked it uh, through Ortega. I, can't, I couldn't blame Ortega for not stopping it, but, of course... Uh, and of course, the pass out from Ortega was a bit weak, but I think I think it was a poor ball to him. I like I like Ortega, he's, but he's very deliberate. He's very deliberate with his distribution. You know, when he when he passes it, there's a lot of on the ground passes, isn't there? I don't know if you've noticed. There's a lot. Yeah. Of, he does a lot of stuff on the ground, which perhaps you know he does do the little dinks over like Edison, but um, a lot of his stuff is deliberate across the pitch, across the grass, so it is a bit scary at times, but uh, yeah. 3-2, uh, mate, you know, uh, was a panicking? Uh, not really. I, I don't think I was panicking. I was still quite comfortable at that. It had been, 
three two in the eighty second minute, I might have been panicking a little bit more. But I thought no, I thought we had we still had chances. Did you? Even the initial signs of panic. Got we, didn't rid of them. we didn't get long to worry about it, did we? Three minutes, three, three minutes later, yeah. and that that is just absolutely vintage. Same pair again, absolutely amazing. And um, he, he's really clocking up the assists now, De Bruyne, and um, lovely goal. Well, yeah, I mean, four, four each, four goals, four assists, and a nice little... Uh, little pass through by Walker as well, wasn't it? To uh, through yep. De Bruyne. So you know we don't we do he, do. he got a bit of bad publicity. Walker on social media he got a bit of people picking on him a little bit. I thought it was okay. I didn't think I didn't think he did that badly. Uh, a good friend of ours wasn't impressed. I won't. I think we know who that is uh, with Walker. But I, did, I didn't think he played that badly. And of course, um, just a pass that took Cruel out. I think you. I think Cruel was. Asking for offside, but of course Ireland was was behind KDB, so he's not going to be offside. And a simple tapping in in the end, but Walker and KDB, some great stuff. Four uh, two again, a two goal margin, uh, and you breathe a little bit better again. They responded to why we were all still celebrating. There was a bit of a goldmouth scramble, you know. So they were just in in our box. So they were just reminding us that they were still. They still had something to offer. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they they weren't far behind us on shots. You know, they were only. Uh, I mean, I, I think we had uh, seventeen with fifteen on target. I mean, I tell you what, if we can have seventeen shots with fifteen on target every game. We're going to win a lot of games by this sort of score. But obviously, everything went right with this one. But I think they had fourteen shots, so they weren't far behind. Uh, they they never give up. I don't think they ever give up till probably about the last five minutes from from what I remember of it. As I said, they were reminding us they were there. But and once again, I mean, if we could only take this form into the league, um, we'll, we'll talk about Bournemouth uh, a wee bit later. But um, again, only had to wait three minutes and it's yeah. five for the Nordic meat shield. Yeah, and this time KDB wasn't involved. It was Bernardo who played, uh, <clears throat> wasn't uh, the greatest, fantastic pass in the world. He just found him in space as they are. This man-to-man marking, it just, you can't do it with Ireland. It was just ridiculous and it just passed to him on the edge. Um, and again, uh, Cruel had a bit of a hole in his legs again. I think it went went through him again. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> a night to forget. A night to forget for Tim Cruel. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As I say, he's one of those where he, he can't say he was a man in a match. Well, he made some okay saves, but he, yeah, he's he needs to hang his boots up. I think. But uh, so there you go. That was five two. But they didn't give up, mate, did they? I mean, I remember Ortega having to make a great uh, couple of saves, a fingertip save, didn't he, from Barkley? Uh, a few mm-hmm. minutes later, so they hadn't give up on this one, and uh, he'd already blocked a shot earlier in that move as well. And then you had the Barkley flick on uh, that hit the chest of Chong, wasn't it? About two or three yards out, and it just fell nicely for Ortega. But at that, at that stage, you know, it could have been uh, five three, which you know, all right, still a two goal cushion. But fortunately, we got away with it, and of course, uh, the miracle of miracles. Some some guy who who scores. Scorings as rare as rocking horse poop uh, pops up and gets six for us, doesn't he? Um, who was that, mate? Who, who scored our sixth goal? That was Kovacic. <laughs> and a great goal it was. It was reminiscent of one of Clark's goals. But um, I'll tell you what, I just hope he's not going to try and score from 25, 30 yards every game now because uh, Kovacic's uh, scoring 
uh, in the past is, is not great. It's not fantastic. So I, I hope he's not going to do a walker and once he scores a goal, thinks he can score from every angle, every every distance. Uh, but I think it'll be. I think Pep will rein him in. But uh, yeah, it was a cracking goal again. Uh, was was that good enough to beat Krull again, though, mate? Was it? I mean, it was near him. Was it just because it was bobbling in the air? I think it was moving in the air. It was a little bit like um, uh, cricket balls uh, move in the air. I was just wondering whether Kovacic had shined uh, one side of it. Fantastic. You, uh, you'll probably wait a while to see another one from uh, from him, but um, he won't be trying that too often, I would say. A bit like sort of like Walker in that respect. You would sort of like encourage them to um, not try that too often. <laughs> Pass it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, yep. Six and that two. Was it. Game over. Of course, I think. Well, I think we'll have to mention the substitutes because why the hell did he keep KDB on? He was knackered. He was, he went out to the wing. He was literally walking for that last fifteen minutes of the game. Uh, fortunately, they didn't. You know, Anthony Taylor, which had Anthony Taylor and common sense don't usually happen in the same sentence, did he? But of course, he he called it a day at ninety minutes, which was fantastic. So we didn't have to suffer any injury time. But KDB was literally walking, Mike. I don't know if you noticed at the end. He was literally on that left wing, uh, out of the way, literally walking up and down. I, I just don't understand. You know, the guys he took off, uh, Stones, Bernardo, Aki and Haaland. Uh, you know, Bernardo, Aki, did they really have to come off? Uh, sort of, you know, they sort of fit as a fiddle at the moment, them two. Stones, yes. Haaland, perhaps, yes, protect him for, for Saturday, for, for United. But... I'm sure KDB, you know, he probably they probably asked him and he probably said I'm fine, but obviously That's what I think. Yeah, I, I just I just thought, well, if he's fine, you are you're strolling up and down the touchline, mate. So you're not really fine. But players players don't like to admit things, do they? I don't think, mate. I don't think, you know, I'm I'm sure KDB, even if KDB have feel, been feeling something, it said, No, I'm okay, you carry on, you know, because that's what we're like and it's it's it can cause problems, of course. But I was a bit surprised. I was just a bit surprised KDB got a full game. I just hope he's fine for for Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was gassed out at the end, and I wouldn't be surprised if he he actually starts on the bench. Sorry to he say that, but I, he's, he can't start on the bench, mate. We need him starting this game. We need we need yeah. to put this lot to bed early. So we'll talk about it, of course, before we go. But uh, um, but as you said, you know, I, I did pick on the medical staff before because I thought Grealish perhaps wasn't ready, but that's hindsight, isn't it? And. I suppose they know, but it, it does worry you when, when you're so reliant on Kevin at the moment. Yeah, well, there we go, uh, into the quarterfinals. And who are we facing there, then? Yeah, well, we've got a home game, haven't we? That's that's nice against Newcastle, so there'll be plenty of the Geordie boys coming down. It should be a good atmosphere. Hopefully, uh, we'll sell out as well So for a quarterfinal. So, yeah, looking forward to it. And uh, it won't be the easiest game. I want to mind getting Wolves. Or it's a bit easier than those down the road have got, isn't it? It's. A, I think even the Liverpool kids will give them a give them a sort of run for the money. And uh, who are in the? Uh, just remind us who are in the other quarterfinals. I mean, obviously we don't care. <laughs> no, I'm not just saying. Well, as long as we get through uh, Newcastle, I mean, I can see us drawing Liverpool in the semi-final, or obviously miracles upon miracles. Uh, if United get through getting them, but uh, we don't mind at Wembley. We can beat anyone at Wembley, so as long as Pep puts a proper team out, we can beat anyone. Right, yeah. So Chelsea are through, obviously, beat Leeds United 3-2. United beat Forest 1-0. Uh, Wolves, you're absolutely right. They beat uh, Brighton at 1-0 and, of course, 3-0 uh, to Liverpool. And um, I mentioned earlier, I mean, it was wonderful to see these um, amazing 
assists and uh, goals from that pair we talked about. But if we could just do it in the league, uh, and we were able to do it against Bournemouth, although we prevailed in the end. And as you said before we came on air, we were hanging on, weren't we? Oh, it was it was it was horrible to watch, mate. I mean, I, um, you know, again when you get the end stats of the game, very similar, very similar to Luton, but obviously Bournemouth really. They deserved a point, as simple as that. I mean, the stats at the end, we'd, we had 15 shots, just six on target, of which probably Harlan was blamed for at least three or four of those. That he's totally what he did against Luton, he couldn't do against Bournemouth. Uh, and Bournemouth had 13 shots with just four on target. So, you know, it was. Um, it was a horrible game. I mean, the second, I mean, the first half was fine. Uh, I, I don't think we we really that worried with the first half. We looked comfortable. We looked okay. And then the second half, we just couldn't get going. We couldn't get any control of the ball. Um, it was just so so difficult. And how we clung on. And you could you just it's one of those games where if they had equalised, we just, we would have just said, well, we saw that. We can see that coming, couldn't we? Because it was just really one-way traffic that second half, I thought, Mike. I mean, we had chances, of course, but uh, I just thought Bournemouth never never gave up. And as a, a good clearance off the line by Edison, I think he sort of uh, had to punch one off the line. And, of course, Haaland just couldn't hit anything. You know, he, got, he goes from that game to scoring five, of course. But not good. Of course, it wasn't. Kevin wasn't playing. Well, Kevin didn't start, did he, again? So... Uh, mm-hmm. And I think we suffered because of it. Uh, I thought we missed Kevin badly, and Bournemouth are no mugs, and we were very lucky, very lucky to get the three points. I I thought, but uh, we'll take it. But we're gonna, you know, next league game, we're gonna have to be a bit better, aren't we? Who we go up next then in the league? <laughs> well, <laughs> what well, do you? I'll ask you, Mike. I mean, do you, do you get more stressed out about derbies? Not anymore. Not anymore. No, that's got. That's gone. That? Because we're better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we got, got a shocking record at the Etihad against them, though. Uh, we we don't have a very good record against them. But um, one thing is, I'm going to be very interested to see the uh, the city fans uh, welcome to a certain um, a certain one of their players who has got a fine line in um, amateur drama. Did you see oh. that? Oh, I watched. Listen, I mean, I was didn't. I was. I go to bed at eight thirty when I'm up at two a.m. So, Bruno, I just thought I'd watch the first half last night of Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, oh, he did it again. I mean, in the bit I watched, I didn't say I only watched a bit. I watched about half an hour of the first half, and he, he fell over, old held his bloody leg as though he'd done something to it, and then just got up and carried on. I mean, what is this guy? I mean. Very cynical, what? very cynical. It's horrible. He's a captain. He's the captain. The thing about United, they've got a couple of good young lads there. Of course, they're missing Hoyland too now, aren't they? He's, he's yep. injured at the moment, which is good because he's began to hit a purple patch, hadn't he? Uh, so he's doing all right. So that that's good news. Uh, Rashford is as in, inconsistent as Enna. But they've got a couple of good guns. What you've got to do with United is you, you've got to you've got to go at them. You've got, you've got to make them feel inferior because they'll start to... They'll start to panic. They'll start to foul. They'll start to do various things. So it's very important. We uh, that's why I want KDB to be starting because we're going to have to be fast out the traps uh, to beat this. Like, I don't think they're as good on the break as they used to be in the old days when they used to catch us out. But they're still okay. That's still one of their strengths. So I think if if the old ten Bob Pep ten I can sort of get a positive reaction or, or send them out positively uh, we're going to have to knock it out of them very quickly because uh, very 
very difficult to predict a scoreline, isn't it? Because yeah, these games yeah. are just one-offs. It's it's horrible. I mean, I, I don't mind derbies when I'm there. I hate having to watch, say, the Old Trafford derbies. Obviously, I've not been for a long time because I can never get a ticket. But if I'm there, I, I sort of cope better. If I'm watching on telly, I'm a nervous wreck. But if, if I'm in the stand watching, I'm fine. I'm, it's no no big deal. If we, if we, even if we get beat, I just take it more philosophically. But uh, we've got to beat them. Simple as that. We've got a big game, next league game after that, of course, after Copenhagen. We've got uh, Anfield. So we can't afford not to win this, and they they do have players who can on the day are all right. But if you, I always look at the Manchester Evening News, as you probably know, because they always do Simon Bukowski's player ratings and stuff yeah. like that. And all last season, when I was looking at them, the, the the scores for the United players, when I looked at what they were getting off their uh, report, I can't remember who does United now on the Manchester Evening News. But you know, you you get threes, you get fours, you get five out of tens. I mean, with City, you get it occasionally. But not very often, and this is consistently with United. You know, even if you even if they win a game, you'll see certain players have got six and sevens, and then you'll see sort of other players with four and fives. I mean, uh, as a team, uh, there's certain players every, every game that seem to let them down. If we if we can put pressure on them, start say come out of the blocks firing, uh, I think you know it could be it won't be a cricket score, but it'd be nice to get three or four. And I'm predict I'm predicting a three one, which is a pretty safe number as a scoreline anyway, but. I'll, I'll be six one. I'll do again, mate. Uh, to be honest with you, but we've got to be at it. We've got to be at it. Kevin's got to be starting. I'm a bit. The only question I've got is, I want a bit of width as well. So I would want Doku to start that one, even mm-hmm. though he's not. And I want him to stick to the wing, though. I don't want him. He's he's been sort of coming inside a lot. Does what? See, Jack Grealish does it perfectly. He can come inside and keep hold of that ball. Doku can't. And of course, if he loses it when he's coming inside on the halfway line, we're in trouble. So, yeah, I just want to see him sort of stick to that touch line, though, you know, and, and take that uh, their right back. Uh, the right back they had played against Forrest was absolutely useless. Just take him to task, and uh, hopefully, his final ball is a bit better. He's a little bit erratic, isn't he? Let's let's be honest. Uh, don't he, he made a very very strong first impression, and yeah. um, uh, he's fast as all heck, you know. Do you and he's trying. Do you think he's trying too hard now? Do you think he's sort of yeah? I mean, calm down a bit. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think the thing is that he wants to be in that team. He wants to establish himself and and be Pep starter. And so, in those sorts of circumstances, you know, you you can see he wants to make a name for himself and do something special all the time. He has a ball, but um, I'm not entirely sure that Pep has um you know got him to think in the Guardiola way uh, right now. But um, that'll come. I mean... Yeah, I saw, I saw a poll the other day of who they want, you know, people saying who they did want to start. And I think Nunes and Bob came above him, actually, uh, mm-hmm. on the percentages. So a lot of people raving over Nunes now. You know, I've, I've always liked Nunes. Uh, when people start raving about him, he's, I've got he's gone down a little bit. <laughs> now, now other people are raving about him. I've gone off him a bit. But uh, no, he's uh, as far as... Against United, I think he's too. Some people want him to play. I don't think he's good on the wing. I've seen him on the wing. I'm not overly impressed with Nunes on the wing. I'd rather Nunes is inside. So I'm not sure about that. And I don't think Pepper risk Bob will. I don't think Pep will put Bob in into this scenario against United. Uh, so I okay. just think for that bit of width, I think we need Doku. Although otherwise, you're going to have Bernardo and Bernardo on one wing uh, or Alvarez if he plays Alvarez again, and Foden on the other with Ireland in the middle. Which you know, I mean, Foden, it's not always his best option, is it? 
Well, give us give us your your eleven. Uh, we'll we'll get it. Uh, you know, in the can on the pod. Um, guys, you can listen. Yeah, to let see, me, um, just waffle on a minute while I get it up. I'm yeah. So you know, normally, um, you know, you mention how many you've got, but um, we we have to go over to your site just to see what your predictions um, are going to be. But let's uh, let's yeah, uh, take a, a run, run through. I mean, obviously, um, uh, I did a little thing with our mate the other day, and we we scrolled Nunes into the team, but I, you know, and I sort of agreed at the time, but obviously, I hadn't done my Pepsi eleven then by then, so. I hadn't really thought about it. But, of course, when I got to do it, I thought, no, I'm not putting Nunes in the team. So, uh, I think the back five or six are simple, aren't they, mate? And we've got to go Edison. Walker's got to play. Lewis isn't going to get a game. Stones and Diaz have got to be the centre partnership, although you might sneak Kanji in, but I just want to see Stones and Diaz. Uh, Aki left back. There's no Guardiola yet, is there? So, there's no problem no. there. Uh, Rodri, of course, uh, no doubt about that. And then, obviously, it gets more interesting. But yeah, I've got all the old favourites next. Now, I've got uh, KDB, Bernardo, Foden, Doku and Haaland. So, the wild cards, Nunes, Akanji and Alvarez. I can't see anyone else getting a chance of getting in that team. Yeah, it could be. Um, I was. I would pretty much oh, sorry, agree. Co- Kovacic as well, sorry, because I did have Kovacic original, but then I thought... Well, if Doku plays, I'll just have to take Kovacic out because he just didn't have a good shape with Kovacic in it. It was too midfield. No, too. There's no. There's no. No width. No uh, sort of widening of the of the play at all. If Kovacic was in, so that's why I put Doku in instead. Okay, um, and you're going to go for three one, right? Yeah, I'm going to go three one. It's just it's a safe score line, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, we will. Go, I, w- I was going to go four one actually. I um, just thought that. I figure that with, too. Any, anyone you'd have in, perhaps that I didn't mention there, would you have Nunes in or Akanji? Um, I would probably. Uh, you you've sort of like uh, as far as the the you know one through to six. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Probably. So you put Akanji in there instead of uh, Stonesy. Uh, no, because I think um, he needs to get a run of games, uh, John Stones. And um, I think he's... What about he, he put Stones right? What about if he took Walker out there and put Stones right back and put Kanji next to Diaz? Could do. But, yeah, I think um, I, I'm going to go for Johnny Stones, uh, definitely, because I think he's a man for the big occasion. He really needs to get into his groove. And, and mm. obviously, Haaland is in his groove. De Bruyne is in his groove. And, and I think that we'll score. But I think we will concede as well, because... Clean sheets are at a premium for us this season. Aren't they? Yeah, I think we uh, Yeah, I mean, I think Edison's joint. Is, is he? I did read somewhere that he's still joint top for clean sheets, though, isn't he, this season? Which says yep. a lot for how poor teams that's, are sort of defending, I think. That's it. That's, <laughs> that, that's absolutely amazing. Well, listen, I, I, one thing that struck my eye. Um, Let's see if you can get this, uh, Bernard. I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to put you on the spot. There was a, a, a record broken in this game, and it was um, it concerns Haaland, hmm. and it concerns him going into Manchester City history books. Any idea why? And he is the first player to do Never. what? The first player... To score five to, goals. To score five goals twice. Twice, ah, yeah, because of Le- Leipzig, wasn't it? LB, RB Leipzig, was it? Yeah, Salzburg, Leipzig, Leipzig. Yeah, that's it exactly. Yeah, I mean, I must admit, I was, if you remember, I was angry that time because I wanted him to get six to break that that record. But of course, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't this time. I wasn't as angry. You know, when he got dragged off, I thought, no, that's fair enough. So it depends on the circumstances, doesn't it? Obviously, whether a player stays on to try and get a double hat trick. He, he did have 
obviously plenty of time to try and get a double hat trick. So which I didn't get, I don't think, again that that European game that time. I don't think Pep gave him long enough. So I think that's what made me a little bit angry. But this time, of course, he did have, he did have opportunities. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but it would be nice to get sick. It would be nice to get a double hat trick, wasn't it? He, was it George? It was Georgie Best get one or something, or somebody some United player achieved it once, didn't he? Did he get hey. six against Northampton Town yes. or something like that, George? There Best. you go. Yeah, you'll know, you know being a big George Best. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, um, we've got an exciting month coming up, and I think over the next sort of four or five weeks, we will month, have a better man. idea of how things are going to finish. Month, but I'm not excited. I'm scared already. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I think that'll do us. But, uh, guys, I just want to give you a, a quick tip. If you fancy a laugh, get on the BBC and read Eric T- Ten Hag's defence of um, Bruno Fernandes' um, amateur theatrics. It really, really is a cracking uh, piece of um, illogical nonsense sum, sum to justify up, that. Right? Sum it up. What, did he, what did he say? Just sum it up for us. Well, he basically said that he's um, that this is a sign of his his bravery and his um, strategic well, mouth. <laughs> it's not bravery though it's something <laughs> it's completely the opposite of that yeah. but anyway it's a cracking little read so um if you get a chance guys uh, check it out it is just a wonderful uh, example of how you can stretch the brain to the limit to to make a defense for that but um let, let's uh, see what kind of welcome he gets whenever we play against them it's exciting times great results obviously and uh, if we can just get the form like that going in the league we're just right right on the cusp there us in liverpool arsenal as well it's going to be a fantastic uh, finish to the season and the bookies are fancying our arsenal is plummeting in the odds at the moment there are uh, obviously people apart obviously pierce morgan's putting his uh, house on arsenal winning the league by the look <laughs> of it uh, the plummeting down the uh the rate the other i think they're uh Four to one now. I think they were about twelve to one about three or four weeks ago. They've gone down to four to one now. So, and we, yes. we've moved odds against, mate. So the bookies have got no faith. They're writing us off already, mate. Did did he never learn? <laughs> I tell you what. If we win this one, uh, that is gonna that is gonna be something special. I mean, uh, we, we've got the mental advantage. I would I would suggest Arsenal are bottlers. Liverpool one title in thirty years. Uh, I'm win it with kids, mate. They think, no. they think, the, boy, they think the boys are 99 this lot all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Fantastic, guys. Well, we'll leave it there. Uh, bid farewell to uh, Bernard. We'll be uh, definitely back with you after the game against uh, United. So until then, have one on us and up those blues. Up the super blues.